Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pups' names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact that they're making in their area. If you're just getting started or not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. Today, we're going to be talking with Aaron and Winston out of Orlando about their experiences volunteering together several different places as a therapy dog team. So I'm really looking forward to hearing their experiences. Hi, Aaron. Hello. How are you? you? Good, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, welcome to my Chicago hotel room. It's a bit of a different background. It is. Yeah, it's wonderful to be on your show, and I can't think of anything more pleasant and wonderful to talk about. I'm really looking forward to it. I know you and Winston have been joining in several of our conversations, so I'm excited to hear more about your story because I know you have a lot to share. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Erin, for Absolutely. those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pup? Yes, I am Erin. This is Winston. Winston is a seven-year-old Australian Labradoodle. I got him as a puppy in the hopes to pursue therapy work with my career in healthcare, working in skilled nursing, I just saw the benefit. I would see pet therapy teams come in the communities and how it changed the day of the residents and just brighten their days. It was something that they looked forward to. From there, it sparked that interest. And I obtained Winston from a breeder that had therapy lines in their program. And Winston's mom is a certified therapy dog. So I took a chance. I wasn't sure if it was going to work out, if he would have the right temperament or possess those qualities to be successful. (laughs) But thankfully, he did. He was a very easy puppy, easy to train, very sociable. And it just came very natural. Awesome. So you were looking for a therapy dog prospect when you brought him home then. Very cool. And what was it that you were really looking for in a dog when you were doing that? I was looking for a dog that would have high touch tolerance, one that was human focused, a dog that I could take anywhere, kind of be bomb proof, would go on elevators, not be scared of sudden noises. We started in skilled nursing. I would take him to work with me and alarms would go off. Things would drop. Things would fall. So I was just looking for that all-around good dog that would, you know, possess those qualities. A lot of it, I feel, is genetics, but a lot can be taught if you begin safely and early. Yeah, it's definitely the route. I feel like, and not to downplay the work of breeders, but I feel like the genetics is kind of like a cheat code to getting started as a therapy dog. When you have that steady, stable foundation, it's such an easier place to train from. Absolutely. And I was able to meet Winston's mom and see her temperament and those qualities that she possessed. So that kind of solidified everything. I just felt really yeah. good about it, the whole process. And so, yeah, he definitely <laughs> takes after his mom. Has he done any virtual well, therapy? He hasn't. No, he's just he's sitting there it. with you. And a lot of times dogs are like, okay, bye, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, I actually have his dinner. So he's being extra focused, which is really nice. But he likes to sit up in chairs. I think Winston identifies as human anyway. But yeah, we have his attention. And Winston's a Labradoodle, right? Okay. And how old is he? He is, yeah. Seven. And 
How old was he when you started volunteering? Winston became certified in 2018. I feel like he could have been ready at that one-year mark where I certified with Alliance and Therapy Dogs. It was my own nerves. I felt like I wasn't ready. I was very nervous yeah. about the test. I didn't know what to expect. And so, yeah, 2018 is when he became certified as yeah. a certified therapy dog. So okay. he was around three years Yeah, old. those nerves as a handler are an extra hurdle that isn't really talked about so much in the certification process. Right. He was ready. I wasn't ready. He definitely could have passed it. I just felt like, is he ready? I'm not quite sure. But yeah, it, it was great. Right. And he oh. did it. He's like, I was born for this. I got this. <laughs> I he love, love that. that for sure. So you first started out as a therapy dog team in 2018 at a hospital, right? Yes. Moore's Children's Hospital. When we got certified, I contacted several of the area hospital networks. And it was basically the one that got back to me first. It was kind of like the certification. I had contacted a couple organizations and Alliance was the first one to get back with me. And so Namoris, we've been there now since 2018. He loves it from the littles to the bigs. We also volunteer at our local assisted living as well. And we started volunteering with seniors, but children, it's really great. And it's amazing to be a part of and to see him with the children. He's just so sweet and so gentle with them. Yeah, really he probably looks like to be a, a part great of big teddy bear to them, from what I can see. <laughs> he does. He does. I knock first and ask if we can come in. And from the bed, the little patients that are like three and under, they'll see him from afar and they'll say, yes, yes, we want him to come in. And as he gets <laughs> closer, they realize how big he is. And then they'll just shake their head. No, <laughs> so it's really funny. He's like, I'm a gentle giant. I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, was it yeah. you that posted the wall of therapy dog cards at the hospital? The, like, wall of all-stars? Yes, that's at the Moors. Yeah, it's all of the therapy dogs that have volunteered over the years since they began. So some are active, some have retired, some have passed on. But it's great that they have that whole wall of the therapy dogs. The patients and the families love to go by and visit that. So it's yeah. great. I love Do they ever recognize and acknowledge the wall when you come in? They do. Yeah. That just happened a couple of days ago when I volunteered. One of the moms and the child was like, <laughs> he's on the wall, isn't he? That's Winston. He's on the wall. And yeah, Winston's I love on the wall. that. And then... 2022, if I'm remembering correctly, you started volunteering with first responder therapy dogs? Correct. Yeah. We became a certified team. So we have kind of like a dual certification, first with Alliance and then with first responder therapy dogs. I had connected with another team that was volunteering. So I just asked her about the process. And from that, we took the steps and submitted our application and everything that was required. And that's been wonderful visiting the fire stations, dispatch, first responders, EMS. It's just been amazing. Winston is very intuitive. And on more than one occasion, he has went to the person that has been struggling the most. And I don't know how he knows it, but he just does. So that's been great to be a part of that. And he's just there and present. He doesn't have to say anything, and that's uh, been really special. That actually led to you to receiving a recognition for working with the fire department, didn't it? 
We did. Yeah, that was definitely a highlight and something unexpected. Of course, we were invited and then we found out after the fact that we were receiving that recognition. So that was in January for Seminole County Fire Department, their annual award ceremony. Winston has been attending. Not only do we visit the stations and dispatch, we also go to their firefighter graduation. So we've met a lot of departments and a lot of people at the station. So that recognition was very, very special and one that we hold dear, definitely. Yeah, that was in January of this year. That's awesome. Jared is asking how challenging it was to join the first responder group and if those places would have allowed you to visit without joining first responder therapy dogs since you already belong to ATD or if they have that requirement. That's a great question. I felt with first responders, we took lots of training. It helped because we were already a certified team. So I had a few connections. But getting that certification with first responder therapy dogs, we also went through the mental health, the PTSD course, as well as FEMA. So we took a few additional courses just to be aware of what firefighters and first responders go through. So that was very helpful. And plus the organization as a whole connects you to the people that for lack of a better word, are the key players so that you can get those appointments scheduled. I didn't show up at a fire station and say, would you all like to pet my dog? You know, it's better when you have scheduled visits. They know you're coming. Those visits go over better just because they're expecting Mm -hmm. you. They know you're arriving. It's a great organization what they do here in the U.S. I think we're up to 105 or 110 teams across the United States from coast yeah. to coast. So it's really great. Yeah, they really, really built that it. reputation within the U.S. to where they have that network of first responders who know their group and know what training you all have been through. Absolutely. Did they do really an evaluation it. as well then? You submit okay. your CGC. A majority of the dogs that are in that group were already certified therapy dogs prior. So I submitted that. I submitted his canine good citizen. And then, of course, we trialed. You know, I wanted to make sure that he was comfortable in that setting. So I went to fire stations outside just so that he could hear the sights and sounds of a fire truck and alarms going off to make sure that he wasn't startled. So that's part of the evaluation is, of course, knowing your dog and making sure that they're comfortable in that environment. So that is part of it as well. And then Jared was trying to clarify, first responder therapy dogs, that's different from crisis therapy dog groups, right? Because you're focused on the first responders, not the people that are in crisis. Is that right? Correct. I just want to make sure that I wasn't assuming incorrectly. We have had Lena and Birdie on here as well as Jackie and Mango. So we've talked about it a few times before. Yeah, Jackie and Mango. Jackie okay. is actually the one that I contacted. He was the one that led yeah, me in the right that direction. Labradoodle therapy dog connection. <laughs> we do. I love it. We do, yes. Switch is asking, what are the indicators that you look for in puppies that tell you they would be suited to be a therapy dog? I know we talked about that a little bit before, but was there anything else that stands out to you specifically that you were looking for or anything that you know, that the breeder tested for, that you asked the breeder to test for? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Temperament testing is key. I mean, I know it's just a snapshot of that puppy's life. When it could change, you could do temperament testing one week and then do it a week later and you might sure. have different results. But what I looked for was high touch tone, low sensitivity to sight and sound, you know, sudden sights and sounds, human focus. So for me, it was basically those four things, you know, are they biddable? Are they trainable? Will they follow you? So those certain key factors that I was looking for, for what I felt would be a success therapy dog prospect. Jared, to answer your question about the name of the organization, it was First Responder Therapy Dogs. And you can find them by that handle on Instagram as well as their website with that name. I believe Jackie and Mango were, I want to say, episode 10 and Lena and Birdie were episode 48. So you can check out their episodes too to find out a little bit more about the organization and their experiences. Erin, I'm curious... What has been your favorite thing about volunteering with Winston so far? Is there a memory that stands out to you that's like, this is definitely why I do this? There's so many. It's actually every visit. And it's usually on those visits where maybe I'm not in the mood to go, whether it's I'm tired or our days are busy. But every visit, I take away something very memorable and very dear. Every visit. I didn't know in the beginning how much I would love it and how much I would get and how fulfilling and rewarding it would be. Not only do I love Winston as my furry family member, but the joy that he can provide others is just amazing. So we have a lot of fun together and just the people that you meet along the way. I've made friendships, dear friendships that I know will last and last it's just been amazing. Every visit, I take away something dear. That very cool. And now you also recently became a tester evaluator for ATB. Yeah, I did. Yeah, last year I became a tester and observer. I loved it so much. And when I was out and about, I was asked and I answered a lot of questions about the process anyway. And it had been something that I had thought of prior. If I really enjoyed volunteering. I would love to help others fulfill that dream as well. So I've met some amazing, amazing people and tested some amazing dogs along the way. And it's a great part of the process that I really enjoy is bringing on new teams. So it's definitely been worth adding that on to your experiences. Absolutely. And plus I can mentor them. Sometimes they've just gotten a dog or a puppy and they're working through the process. So that would be something that I would recommend is have a mentor, even if you don't have your dog yet, if you can connect with somebody, whether they're an established team or they're a tester observer that can answer your questions and help guide you along the way. I've connected new teams to venues where they can volunteer, depending on what their likes of the dog, because, you know, not all dogs maybe want to volunteer with children or in a medical atmosphere. So you have to honor the dog too in where they're comfortable and where yeah, they're going to be. I think that's really good advice. I know some of the therapy dog programs allow you to volunteer in their pet therapy program without a pet first as an approved volunteer so you can get a feel for what it's like before you even introduce your dog to the situation. Correct. Yeah, Nemours has a great volunteer program. You could volunteer in many, many aspects. 
whether you're a greeter showing people certain locations of the hospital, they have so many different ways to volunteer. So you have the hospital, assisted living and first responders. Am I missing something? You also are at the airport. We have the airport okay. and UCF College, both UCF College and the College of Medicine. So, so how do you that's been really great too. This? You know, I have to respect Winston too. UCF and the College of Medicine, it's usually quarterly. So it's not like I'm volunteering there every week or several times a week. <laughs> Those are pretty much spaced around their finals. So that's really great. The airport right now, we're once a month there. Each location, you're going to have different minimum requirements. So sometimes I do more and sometimes I just do the minimum. Um, but the airport is really great because we're seeing travelers, we're seeing the flight crew, the pilots. So that's really great as well. A lot of times travelers are missing their pets while they're on vacation and they're excited to see the yeah. pet therapist in the airport to get their snuggles in or ease those pre-flight jitters. Also, up with any layovers too. We get layovers yeah. And that's the MCO paw pilots, right? In the airport. We've yes. had a few other paw pilots yes. on here from your crew. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they're fantastic. That's awesome. They're absolutely um, fantastic. How does Winston let you know if he needs a break? At okay. MCO, the ship is two hours. But we're not walking the airport. We're kind of set up in one central location. But he usually has this look that he'll give me usually around the hour and 40 minute mark. And I know he either has to use the bathroom or he's just done. I'm keeping in mind that he is getting older and his endurance over time is probably going to be less and less. But we just know when you worked with your dog, you know their size and, and they tell you. They definitely do. But it's interesting, I think, how each dog has their own signs of letting you know. So absolutely, absolutely. others really know how to advocate for themselves. Yes, I've seen it all with all of my yeah. dog friends. Absolutely. As a evaluator, I'm sure, or sorry, tester observer is the term in the ATV world. I'm sure you've definitely given a lot of advice to new teams or prospective teams What are some of those key things that really come up that you wish more prospect or new teams knew getting started? One that I've touched on is honoring the dog. A lot of times people want to volunteer because they've had a personal experience in the hospital, whether that was with a loved one, they want to go back and volunteer there, which is great. And that might be okay for you, but it might not be something that your dog wants to do. So trial it and see where your dog is most comfortable because that where you will be most successful is when your dog is most comfortable in that setting or surrounding. Again, having a mentor, sometimes your dog isn't going to be ready when you think it's ready or vice versa. You know, you're being tested as a team. And I think a lot of people need to keep that in mind. The evaluator is looking at the team as a whole. So how you interact work with your dog. You might test your dog out at one, two, and maybe your dog isn't ready. Just keep chipping away at it and keep trying. With ATD, we want teams to be successful. So for me personally, it's truly not a pass-fail. I want to work with that team to meet their goal, whatever it is they need help on. I love that. It's great. Is there anything that surprised you along your journey as a team? You know, there's a few things. One is I didn't know how much I would love it. And I think that's why I volunteer in 
several different areas from children to seniors and everything in between because I didn't know how much I would love it and how much Winston would love it. And again, the friendships, the people that I've met along the way from other fellow therapy dog teams to mentoring new prospective teams. It's been really great. Just seeing the response from people and how something as simple as bringing my dog to volunteer would just make someone's day. At the senior community, we're on the calendar and they are waiting. Whether they're waiting in the lobby or they're waiting on the porch, they know that we're coming and it's like the highlight of their day. That's just so rewarding that we can give back and brighten someone's day. That's amazing. Erin, is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here today? Two things. One, I want to thank you for having this platform to bring on teams, both new and seasoned, to share their experiences. It's great news. It's a great topic. So that's wonderful. So I thank you for providing this platform for myself and others to share their experiences because I went back and listened to your prior episodes. I had so many takeaways from each and every one. It's great. And then second is for anyone in Florida, primarily Central Florida, that might be interested in the therapy dog process, or if you have questions, I would be happy to help anyone that would be interested in learning more about pet therapy and in the process that that entails. And I think, too, it's a great idea for people to follow you at Winston Pet Therapist because you also together... The greatest, well, I guess we can't really give Winston credit because he probably doesn't know how to make reels, but you put together the greatest reels with pictures and videos from your volunteer experiences. And I think it's a really great glimpse into what that experience is like. And you're able to share those pretty regularly across a lot of your different visits. So your page is a great resource for people as well. We get messages often that ask, questions on what the process is. So I I enjoy that too. I like answering those questions and pointing people in the right direction. I get messages from all over, not just Florida, but from all over. So that's really great. It's amazing the power of social media and how it can connect people. This podcast started as an Instagram live series just to talk with different pet therapy teams. So it's a really fun place to connect on social media. Yeah, Jared says thanks again, and they look forward to continuing to follow you. And he's already emailed first responders for more information. So (laughs) awesome. Yeah, Heidi is the director there, and she's very prompt in her responses and does a great job. And Porter says Aaron and Winston are amazing. (laughs) Hi, Porter. You're amazing, too. Porter is a therapy pup in training so we follow him too sure. and we're excited to watch yeah we've had a few pups in training on here actually because there's a lot you can learn from teams that are in the midst of trying to figure it out too oh absolutely those are probably some of the best episodes because yeah. they're in it you're not the first in the trenches i've heard say that <laughs> awesome all right well thank you so much Aaron. it was really great meeting you and winston in person we'll just call this in person thanks for sharing thank your time you with soon. us i really appreciate it Thank, Thank you, you so you much. Too. You have a great week ahead. Bye. You as well.